Greetings, readers. This is the Recap Book Chat. We are thrilled that you're with us because reading illuminates your life like a star. As J.R.R. Tolkien said, little by little, one travels far. Welcome to the Recap Book Chat. We are so glad that you're joining us today. We are doing a special episode. Um, we're kind of going over top 10 treasures uh, of read alouds. And we have a special guest with us today. It is my little brother, Cameron. How are you, Cameron? Hello, listeners. <laughs> I'm good. Good. Thank you for joining us today on this special episode. <laughs> to all of my, to all the listeners out there, this is my only form of communication right now because my <laughs> my phone is not in service. So yes, and I have a quote to read um, before you get started. Uh, no one read to me as a kid, so boohoo. But I got over that. <laughs> so here is a quote from uh, Strickland Gillian Gillilan. Uh, you may have tangible wealth untold. Caskets of jewels and coffers of gold. Richer than I, you can never be. I had a mother who read to me. And me and Cameron did. And our older brother, too. And so we are so grateful to you, Mom, for doing that. And and a great tool that you use is the Read Aloud Handbook by Jim Trelease, correct? Yes. It, it was just like, I just kind of, it was a treasure trove of books. And that way, like he did the hard heavy lifting and he kind of picked out the ones that were good read alouds yes and so we never really so it was actually kind of difficult when uh because it was your idea mom and you said we wanted to kind of go over top five read alouds uh, a piece um that you read to us well i was like you really didn't there wasn't really a bad one i don't really remember you reading one do you cam do you ever remember no. one that was like you didn't just where, where you had to stop her and say stop reading this to me <laughs> yeah put the book down I, I felt like they were all really good. And I mean, there's some that stuck more than others, but I, I just remember at the time they were all, we were all intrigued. So thank so you for see, doing that. Oh, thank you for listening. I appreciate it. It was fun. <laughs> it made memories. So what was your top one, Kate? We'll let you start. Okay. Now, again, this was hard. There's a, there's so many, like you read to us a lot. So, but I had to put my top one as the lion, the witch and the wardrobe. It's a 1950 novel by C.S. Lewis. And I, it was, I just love the whole story. I love uh, how it's, how there's a lot of um, messaging. Like there's a lot of, uh, what, what do you call that? It's allegories. Allegories. It's kind of allegorical. There's a lot of things that yeah. you, you don't even catch as a, a little kid, some of it. But I, I did, as I got older, I finished the series. There's a, there's a, how wow, many more are there? Good. Yeah, there's a ton more in the series, and it's such a good series. And uh, but I had to put that one. Find out that C.S. Lewis actually had kept kids in his house. Yes, that's pretty cool. Yes, it is so cool. And uh, and for the kids at that time period too, just this. So basically, that if you haven't heard of it, there's these kids, and they are. It's during the time of um, World War World War Two. And when the kids in London are taken to the country um, and 
basically put up with strangers for, and they don't know how long this is going to last while London's being bombed. Well, these kids, they do that. They, they end up with someone and there's this old wardrobe closet and it's magical. And when they climb in it, it leads to this whole magical kingdom of Narnia. And it's just so intriguing, so well-written. I, I love C.S. Lewis. And anyway, so that was my top one. What about what's, you, Cam? Yeah, oh, what's your top one? Mine weren't in any particular order, but <laughs> the first one that I thought of um, was Charlotte's Web. Oh, that's a good, good one. Good choice, yeah. especially for this time of year. It's springtime. People could yeah. read Charlotte's Web. Why did you like it? Uh, I liked everything about it, but... Uh, it just seemed very descriptive, and then the animals, you could do different voices. I just remember animals. when we finished that one, it's a chapter book, uh, we finished the last chapter, and he said, read it again. <laughs> that might have been the first, like, kind of emotional read for you, was it? Or was it the kind of that tugged on the heartstrings a little bit? Probably, because there's a lot going on with, like, with the Charlotte Wilbur and their whole relationship still hard to kill a spider even yeah. after after you read that what what's number two for you sis number two for me was james and the giant peach it's a 1961 novel by roald dahl and i've i've already read that to my kids i probably read it to them and they're too little because i was so excited to read it to them i probably need to go back and read it again but and it's it, that's a really short read actually but it's so it's so well done and descriptive and it's just about this little boy who's been orphaned and he lives with horrible ants and um, kind of how uh, there's some magic involved and a peach that gets huge. And it's a really good read. So and it, th that's the same author that did Matilda. Well, so. I what I remember about that is I had to hide that book because you guys at that time, you know, you could read. And mm -hmm. every chapter he leaves you hanging and you'd say, no, no, stop, <laughs> don't stop. Yes. And I actually had to hide it. So, mm -hmm. what's number two with you, Cam? Well, I wasn't sure if we were going to do novels or like smaller kids' books, but so I'm I'm uh, all over the board. Yeah. But Good. so my number two, one or one of the most memorable is uh, Ricky Tiki Timbo. Oh, that's a good one. Ricky Tiki Timbo, no sarimbo, che beri ruchi, pit peri pimbos. <laughs> yeah. So tell us about that. What is that about? That is about uh, a boy with a short name and a boy with a really long name. And the boy with the long name falls down the well. And so the boy with the short name has to run and tell tell his mom and, and other villagers. And it takes him so long to say his brother's name. His brother's like drowning in the well. <laughs> but uh, it's a, it's a, like the animation's good. The animation. The, the illustration <laughs> is good and i just think I, you I, like I, to torture your mom make her say that long name <laughs> that yeah, too. that's maybe that's that's part of it but it's just a fun shorter read like a picture book yeah, yeah picture it's, book it's a night it was from 1968 and uh that i wonder if that's what started your affinity for asian culture could have maybe yeah what about you sis now okay, we're on, on number three. Number three. Um, I had Indian in the Cupboard, a 1981 novel by Lynn Reed Banks. Good one. So good. It's where uh, this boy, he gets this old cupboard, and it's where you he puts in these toy figurines, and then they come to life. And it's I think that's a, it's a really good book 
for developing empathy because at first he's like, he puts these little people in his pocket and everything. And then he, you know, that hurts them. And like, it's learning like, Oh, like you, like you can feel pain. And like, and, and even though they're not the same as you and all this, I think it's a really good read. And I've already actually read that one to my kids probably too early, <laughs> but I could probably go back and read that again. And I think there's more in that series too. Is that correct? There, yeah. There, the series, uh, it starts out with that one and then it progresses. And I think the first three are probably the best. Okay. Uh, but I remember reading, I, I read them to you guys when you were probably third grade, fourth grade, somewhere in there. Okay. Which would be a good age group. You know, some yes. of them you could read anywhere, but I mean, some of those, and you do have to uh, watch the cowboy's language. He does have, he speaks, and it's not French, but <laughs> he, he speaks cowboy really yeah. well. Okay, what about you, Cam? Well, another picture book coming in, number three. <laughs> um, the which I'm not sure on the title, but the the corduroy. Corduroy book. is the title. I oh, think that corduroy. is by Don Brown. I think that is a good one. That's a really I good. I like that one. It's just like I don't know. It's just one of those books that makes me feel cozy because mm-hmm. it's like you know it's a bear trapped in a department store. <laughs> so it's uh he's trying out all the beds and stuff too so i just i it's just like a feel-good book that is a good one and and it's the and he spoiler alert he does finally get a home yeah <laughs> yeah but and doesn't he, he like loses a button and he's looking for the and the girl that's why no one wants him because mm-hmm. he doesn't have that button and she takes him. And that's probably good about not um, judging by outward appearance, too. Mm-hmm. You could kind of, because you would think it would be fun to be in a department store, but you can, it's just like the chocolate touch. You can get too much of a good thing because you, sure. you know, he, he wants a home. <clears throat> okay, on to number four for you, Kate. All right. Well, we have The Wonderful Wizard of Oz, a 1900 novel by L. Frank Baum. And it's supposed to be the very first American fairy tale. Are you serious? Yeah, that's what I, did I not read. Know that. Yeah. I think Jim Chalice might be the one that I read that from, but yeah. That's and did I see the movie first or did you read the book first? Um, probably you. I read the book first. Okay. I couldn't remember. And and I think that was before you even knew what a Venn diagram was, and I didn't make you do a Venn diagram, so, you know. Although but, you could have on that one, because there were so many differences in the book and the movie. Yes. And I felt like he did a good job of um, just this creating this world, because, you know, Oz is this different world, and, and there, there, there's other books in that series as well. I think I've read, um, I read one more to my kid. We've already done Wizard of Oz. I think I've read the second one. And um, oddly enough, there's two movies too. Uh, I think, I think it was done in the eighties and I can't remember what it's called right now. Um, the, uh, the second part of uh, actually goes back. And it's funny cause that's my son's favorite. He likes that one better than the original movie. Really? Yeah. So it's, you never know. Yeah, you never know. But. I do know, and I know most everybody probably knows that, but Jim Trelease gives little, uh, in his books, there's little snippets of some of the books. And on Wizard of Oz, he put, 
that L. Frank Baum was wondering what to call this land, and he looked at his file cabinet and it said O to Z, and and he that's how Oz came about. Oh, a file cabinet. How cool. Yeah, and and if if you are a person that kind of likes a little bit of that, he puts that with his books, and he tells you how long they are and gives you a little summary of all of them. I mean, uh, as a parent, you can't read everyone in this book because I tried. I really did try, but it it's just a you know it's even if you want a book of a uh, if you want to buy a book for a kid, this is good because it, it he gives you age appropriate books for each one. Like you probably wouldn't read Wizard of Oz to a three-year-old, see? But, you know, it's going to be great for kids that are like six, seven, eight, nine, you know, like that age. And he tells you that. Like James and the Giant Peach is the very first, um, I think he recommends that to be a first read aloud for chapter books. Because it moves really quickly. You can't start with a long chapter for a beginning reader. And I think it, he calls those experienced listeners. So mm. what, what that means when he says for experienced listeners, he said for someone that has a, an attention span longer than 10 minutes, you know. But it's very informative. Oh, I think this, like this is a treasure trove, the Jim Trillis book. And think about it. When, when his first edition, when that came out, there was no internet. There yeah. was no like email. There wasn't anything. Like, so you were really limited on like resources to kind of filter you didn't have anything to like okay you know because there's still there was a lot of books but then you know so it's I just think- hit or miss with some yeah. of them but you know if someone has some book prowess and they go because i still remember on you've got mail remember when someone comes in talking about her mother who owned the bookstore and she said i remember when she gave me Anne of green gables she said read it with a box of tissue <laughs> just stuff like that that yes. is what you, you, you want those kind of books. Cause mm-hmm. when you read those as a kid, it changes you. You're right. Like, like you were saying, building empathy. That's what we want. Mm-hmm. We want to build empathy. We want to show flexibility, perseverance, uh, resilience. And when you do that through literature, stories stick and facts fade. So stories are wonderful. What about you, yes. Cam? Well, I got reminded of some other things looking through this, oh. but um, I, I was going to say um, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Oh, that was Ooh, good. I liked that one. That's yeah. a good one. I forgot about that one. I really liked that one, too. And the spinoffs of that, the Glass Elevator. And the, well, there was one, yeah. There was right. some other ones, I think, too. Oh, but... did you read those? Uh-huh. Okay. I never read oh, those. I, I needed to announce that Cam, in third grade, read every single Beverly Clary book. Wow. Yes. Could we give him the 10 finger? Okay. Wow. Woo. I, think- <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, he's read all of them. I haven't. He started wow. out, he read even a Laura Ingalls Wilder book, but he got into Beverly Clary and then he just got this. Uh, he said, I want to read all the books she wrote. Wow. And so that right there is what developed his stamina for mm-hmm. reading, you know, cause and so I got him. That was when Amazon was, you know, easy now Amazon's is a challenge to get but like you can get an old copy of Jim Trelease's read aloud book from um thrift books you can get mm-hmm. an old copy but he recommends of Beverly Clary's Dear Mr. Henshaw which is ironic because I mean it's a little different than her because this guy's writing to an author and his parents are getting a divorce and he's working through that and he also recommends uh the mouse and the motorcycle I don't know which was your favorite. Uh, which what was your first Beverly Clary book? 
Uh, I'm not sure. Yeah, Ribsy. It might have been Ribsy. Yeah, I really like that too. Yeah. Well, Ribsy was, it's kind of, but it's amazing because she lived, I think she passed away this year or last year, but she was 100. Wow. Um, oh, she passed away at 104. Okay. Well, I knew she was 100 and something, so I didn't want to go. Oh, you like that one too. Mm-hmm. She's written over uh, 30 books, uh, children and young adults. So There you go. Wow. 30 books. And lived to be 104. Like, that's that's very impressive. And she had a different, she had, like, um, different series. A lot of different series, right? Like, Ramona and Henry Huggins. And, and, and the mouse and the motorcycle. Did you, did you say how many it was? Like, 30? 30 books. Okay. Wow. And he books. did that all in third grade? Uh, yeah, all on his own. Cause wow. What can I say? I was a prodigy child. <laughs> Uh, was that cam did you do ar did i do ar (laughs) of course okay i'm just like ar was great ar was great for me because that's when they really stepped it up in the uh the the prize department so you could win scooters uh radios instead of erasers so it motivated me even more See, that's funny because oh. AR kills some people's desire to read and it motivates some. So maybe it's the age. Yeah. Because later on, when he was in junior high, it didn't motivate him to read. Well, that's when the school was running out of money. <laughs> <laughs> the prizes weren't as good, right? They went back to candy yeah. and the racers. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Are we on number five? I think we've reached number five. Okay for me would be peppermints in the parlor it's a 1980 Ooh. novel by barbara books wallace and i just remember kind of an unknown book. and i just remember it being so suspenseful and it was definitely one that kept you on your toes and i don't even remember like i can't even remember fully what it was about I really enjoyed it and i really want to know what happened next and um, I just I just saw that there's actually more books in the series. And I'm like, huh, I didn't know there was more books in the series. Did you? Uh, no, I didn't. But, you know, yeah. I, there's also a second book of Bookwoman of Troublesome Creek. And I didn't find that out until someone uh, texted me. So oh. <laughs> you find out things all yeah. the time. Well, That's in the, the Jim Trelease book, it's, it says the sequel is The Perils of Peppermints. So. Oh. Well, so there the, you go. the gist of that was a, a rich girl, her parents died, and she's sent to live with her aunt, who's really nervous acting, in this place where uh, peppermints in the parlor, there's a dish of peppermints, but it's actually a, a home for the elderly, and they're just like shadows, because nobody, and there's a lot of secrets, and I think your older brother told me, he still remembers a line from that book, and it's like the walls have ears, and he said, that oh, helped yeah. me a lot. And well, don't say anything about anybody that you don't want somebody to know. So just keep it clean. <laughs> keep, mm-hmm. Don't don't talk about people. I said, well, really, that's that's the best way to go. So the walls yeah. have ears. I remember that. Yeah, that was scary. Yeah. What mm-hmm. about you? Number five. All right, my number five is the 1943 classic Homer Price. Oh, Oh, I love that book. I I just really I enjoyed everything about it, like the donut story. And 
and it also it's one of those books where you read and then you want to do something else like you're like oh maybe i'll open up a donut shop or maybe i'll <laughs> do this or that like it's it's kind of one of those that puts ideas in your head so um, it's inspirational yes yeah and you're kind of solving something because there there was one chapter with crooks that robbed yeah. stuff there's robbed. robbers he had a pet skunk um named aroma <laughs> yeah and like he was into comic books and, it, and like I was in the comic books around oh. the same time. So we had like similar interests. And you fi- do find out in that book that Super Duper was not so super. Yeah. Remember, because his comic book hero was Super Duper. And then a funny thing that doesn't have to do much with the book, but we used to have to draw, um, like draw posters of the book we were reading. Yeah. And one year, one of the kids, uh, they drew a Homer Price poster, but they misspelled his name. <laughs> And uh, they put the, instead of an E, they put a K. <laughs> and so it made it look like Homer Price was a jerk. Oh. Um, it was just, that was just funny that it was hanging up in, in the hallways. That is while. funny. Oh, that is funny. I didn't notice it. But. Do you have any honorable mentions? Yes, I do. And I think uh, it was, so this is one. I wouldn't say I would recommend reading this unless you have probably older kids, but you, you read this to us because we had to travel quite a bit. Uh, we lived far away from the school, so we traveled a, a lot every day. And you read to this mostly in the car, and it was uh, Gone with the Wind. A and that 19- was on a road trip. That was on a road trip, a long one, yeah. That was also my, my honorable mention, too. Oh, really? Well, and it was – and I remember your brother – Caleb was going into ninth grade and I thought well it's going to be his last book and okay. little did I know that Cam who was like six was listening well he was listening well <laughs> so what tell us the story about what so this is after we had read it we had, yeah we'd read you'd read it to us the gone with the wind in the car so everybody was there but I mean I thought he would be asleep through this but he was listening apparently because we're at Hastings and that was before they closed uh and uh, they had this big display on the movie because for a while you could not buy Gone with the Wind you know it was really you know it just came out once a year and you know but in this age of uh DVDs there it was Gone with the Wind it was probably a VHS and and Cam says pretty loud in the store mama mama let's get this. Maybe, maybe Scarlett gets Ashley this time. <laughs> and this, this lady looked at me like, what? Did he know about that story. So I was like, Oh, I wanted to sink into the floor. So do you, do you, did you remember Cam? Like, do you remember listening to go on the wind? Oh yeah. 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 I remember her reading about it and, and just, yeah, it was just very calming. Cause it was like the, um, like all the pre-war stuff it seemed like a, like very peaceful <laughs> <laughs> I don't know it was just um, it was very soothing I guess just to hear yeah yeah I've heard people talk about just hearing the voice on you some parents think well I'm not very good at reading aloud but just uh, and the only read aloud that my parents did was my dad would read the funnies but I still have a memory of sitting in his lap when I was really little and him reading the funnies and hearing Ooh. his voice. And that's the only one I have. And I just cling to that. Mm-hmm. But uh, I mean, your kids will remember your smell 
and your your voice and the voices you do for the characters. Mm. I mean, it's just a good memory. And that book's very descriptive. I mean, they're describing the humidity in the air and like what's going like. And then later we took a trip down to the south just because of that book. If you remember, Mm -hmm. we visited plantations. Yeah, yeah, you wanted to do that, and so we did. It was kind of cool. I did have another honorable mention. Go for it. Uh, since we had the same one, I have a backup one, but this one, I don't really remember necessarily you reading it to me, or maybe you read me the first one and I took it from there, but the Bad Beginning series. I read the first one and then... Yeah, I I really enjoyed that book, and that was 1999 was when that came out. And it was kind of magical, too. Yeah. That was a different book. I I think I read that on my own. I think... I don't, I might've been older You were when, when y'all did that, but mm-hmm. I, I do remember it was, that was a very unique book. Cause very different. Yeah, it, it was never a happy ending and it always left with kind of a cliffhanger. And he always mm. tells you to stop reading the book. And I think that Kim is a little bit of a rebel. Yeah. So when someone tells him to stop reading the book, well, he finishes the whole series and there's yeah. no books. Yeah. <laughs> nobody's going to tell me to stop reading the books, you know? So that works with some kids, you know. Mm-hmm. And I also think The Adventures of Pinocchio is a good one. Uh, the original one. Not, not, I really not a fan of adaptedness, uh, I mean, adapted for adapted classics and all that. I'm not a fan of those. This one snippet describes the bad beginning as a riches to rags tale. <laughs> <laughs> they rags. start off as rich orphans or as oh. rich, not orphans. Yeah. But. He's really witty. Yeah, tongue-in-cheek. Kind of like the guy who did the whole other story. Well, I love that we got to do this and talk about these. And it's, I love, Cam, that your list was different than mine. Like, when you were talking, I don't really remember Homer Price. I might not have even been in on that one. Because that one doesn't stand out to me. So I love that you had totally different books. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you need to read Homer Price to Titus and Jonah. I guess I need to put it's, that on my it, list. It is more of a boy-centric book, for sure. Um, and, and kind of gets into the mindset of, like, small, grown-up, small town. He makes a radio. He builds a radio. Oh, yeah. cool. Yeah. Put that on your radar. <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll add that to my list. I have Pinocchio on there. I haven't done that yet. So Well, I, I mean, li- that's for uh, the code word, liar, liar, pants on fire. Your nose is going to be as long as a telephone wire. <laughs> <laughs> that's where that comes from. But yeah, it was great. I'm glad that uh, a little walk down memory lane. Pretty cool. Another one that I would say honorable mention my class really enjoyed this year was Miss Frisbee and the Rats of Nim which is a science fiction, kind of like these uh, rats. They learn how to read. They teach themselves how to get out of their cages at the uh, lab. And then they create their whole, a whole new, um, I mean, they learn how to raise crops and do all that. But it, it shows you empathy there because they, they're also helping along the way. They help Miss Frisbee, who's a mouse. Uh, yes. Fun is sick. So I, I really, I mean, there's just so many good ones. Yeah. I like any I like any books where the animals kind of yeah come to life. Like Animal that. Farm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what was well, the there was a pig, pig was it a pig one where it was like Animal Farm but it wasn't wasn't as old of a book as that but uh, Brooks. Was oh yeah, Freddie. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. Walter Brooks. I know what he's talking about. It's Freddie the detective and Freddie goes to Florida. And those are all Cam read those too. And they're just adorable books too, but they're oh. chapter books. My kids love the Freddie goes to Florida because the animals of the farm migrate because the farmer won't get them a uh, better straw, better beds. So they migrate for the winter and they go to florida it's so funny it's really cool so well, cool yeah well hopefully that will give you guys some ideas for the summer if you're looking for some read alouds or um yeah. gifts gifts for, i mean a book is a gift you open again and again so it is and i will say nana is or mom is the best person to ask for a book a uh, book recommendation so if you need help getting something for a specific person or someone who is hard to pick for or whatever message us on facebook or you can send there's actually a voice uh, memo thing you can do on the podcast that will send us a voice memo um really? you can ask us yeah ask any question on that or facebook and uh she she can get you she she has read I don't even know how many books. I wish we we could get a count of that, but it's it's astronomical. Read and the read alouds because you read your class every year too. So, um, you NASA are definitely an expert. on that number. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, yeah, it helps if you read kids' books. You know, you can go through them fast. But they're they're I love reading kids' books though. So, well, you do great. So seriously, if you if anyone. Any recommendations, let us love, know. Love, we no. can get you hooked yeah. up. And the other thing is if we are doing a giveaway, a book, a really cool bookmark. There's three people that leave a review on whatever podcast catcher that you're listening to, Apple or uh, Spotify or Google. Um, if you can leave a review and a ranking, then you will be entered. You we will automatically get a Cam, really a cool bookmark yeah i'm so. telling cam to go do it <laughs> here you go cam yeah come on cam it won't uh, hurt you but well, thank, thank you cam for joining us and for sharing your top five read alouds oh you're welcome it's good to good to talk to the listeners out there <laughs> your First time caller long time listener <laughs> uh, well he's the funny one yeah and that's a wrap and keep those pages turning and those book lights burning.